Terry Brown. Or do you want to introduce it? I guess I can. Welcome to our podcast. This is for the love of us. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is our podcast for the love of us. This is For the Love of Us. I am Carrie Brown. And I'm Ronnie Brown. And we're your hosts for this uh, podcast about faith and family, about labor and love. And we are uh, in week number four of our podcast. And as far as last week goes, uh, we had uh, gotten the MRI from Carrie. And uh, I'm not sure that we we did. I think we did discuss how the plan for treatment had changed a little bit right. and so we i guess we'll start off uh on tuesday of last week of course last week we uh, finished up our breaking down the wall of race um meeting at the church and uh it was a great meeting i really really enjoyed it tuesday night we had I think we had more African American people in our church than we did Caucasian uh, American people in our church. It was a wonderful time of worship, a diverse congregation, and so uh, it it really accomplished what I'd I'd hoped it would. Uh, but along about Wednesday, you you became ill. Of course, you've been fighting a cold uh, for the early part of the week, and it finally caught up with you on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I just finally had to just crash and get some rest. And I really think, you know, my body responded well to that because, you know, after that, it started just getting better. Yeah. You know, and uh, I didn't end up in the doctor's office like I thought I was going to. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, wasn't it you became, you were, you were getting sick. And I remember in just, uh, Talking in passing, the aches and the pains that you were experiencing, you were wondering, "Oh, is cancer here? Oh, is cancer there?" You know, oh, you know, it, the sickness. Because you went through a down. Let's put it this way: you went through a downtime last week, yeah. as far as emotionally dealing with the, you know, with the diagnosis. We've been on a high. You know, we've been doing well. And there have been little bits here and there, mm-hmm. but I felt as though from the outside looking in that you had a difficult week, a difficult week last week in well, emotional it really state. Came when I got the news that my surgery isn't until March the 9th. And we had been told, we've been told it was going it to, to be, be this week. any day, yeah. Yeah. And before the 19th of February. Right. And it had been kicked out until March the night. That was devastating. I, I still don't understand. Yeah, what? I had a hard time with that. But um, my mom was the second person I called to tell. I called Allison first. And um, anyway, so when I hung up the phone with Mama, I um, the Lord brought something back to my memory that I had told my mother because 
you know, how people say, well, you need to go here and you need to go there and you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to tell them yeah. this. And, and I'm like, Mama, it's all in God's timing. It's all in his hands. I'm praying he orchestrates it all. Gets yeah. me in with the doctors that he would have me be with and and everything. I just have to trust him on this, his timing and everything. And um I just the Lord brought that back to memory where You'd been saying I'm gonna trust I had his said timing that to my mom. Well, I no more got that thought out of my you know, out of my mind when my mother called me and she said, Carrie, you know what the Lord just reminded me of? He reminded me of that time you told me that it's all in his timing. It's all in his hands. <laughs> you didn't tell me that this week. That was, it was good. It just awesome. It was just one of those precious moments that he's just confirming that he's with me. He's got this. Yeah. I can, I can trust him completely. Um, he understands that I'm frustrated. Yeah. You know, I, I've never been a patient person. I don't wait well. Right. And, um, but you know, during this waiting, you know, it's kind of a quiet time. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a quiet time. And it's just one of those times where I just, if I wait on him, I can soar on wings of eagles like, you know, the Bible says, yeah. you know, waiting on him during the wait for my surgery. You know, this is a time that he has orchestrated to teach me something, you know, teach yeah. me something. You know, that the the definition I give of patience to Kaylin, waiting with a good attitude. You know, I just need to wait with a good attitude. I need patience. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, but from, you know, for me, I hear one doctor say, oh, you know, listen, this is not a race against the clock and everything's going to be. You know, fine, and, and, and we've got time, you know, there's nothing to rush about. And then the next doctor says, we've got to get this out of you immediately. Let's not, let's not waste around. Let's not do another doctor's, you know, all these different, let's get this surgery done and ongoing. And now it's been pushed out to the ninth. Mm-hmm. Me, uh, alarm bells go off in my head thinking, yeah. why in the world is right. one doctor telling me one thing and one doctor telling me, you know, seemingly well, to tell me. Of- what the medical oncologist said, she's not the one performing the surgery. I have right. two surgeons that have to line up their schedules, and they both happen to be going out of town. What is that about? And so, so obviously, I'm God has God is saying, "Listen to me. I know what I am doing here, and we just have to trust Him." We, I mean, and I know that doesn't sound very spiritual, but, uh, you know, when it comes right down to some of these disappointments that we've encountered, we've simply have to relinquish it into his hands. And I sound like a broken record from Sunday night. Uh-huh. 
and what I what I preached on this past Sunday night. But uh, we've got to simply let Him deal with it and Him take care of it. But for me, that was very frustrating. We got that news. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was really, I was really down, and it really helped that the Lord told my mom the same thing He told me at the same exact time, so she could call and and confirm that. You know, just yeah, help me. You know, get not not be down, not stay down. Mm-hmm. Um. I can remember, I don't know, one night this week, or I guess it was last week. I don't remember. Thursday. Probably, yeah, I guess it was Thursday that I had a major meltdown just because just being in that vulnerable state where there's nothing I can do, um... You know, I can't make the cancer go away. I can't, I can't yeah. hurry up the surgery. You know, I'm completely a child in this and I'm helpless. Yeah. And I'm not that we aren't at the mercy of the Lord every day of our lives anyway, but right. you know, I'm, I'm str- when you're sick, you're particularly vulnerable. You particularly recognize your vulnerability right, right. more than at other times in your life. And so as, you know, as I was, as you were holding me near, I just felt that, that sense of just being a, a child, mm-hmm. you know, and just needing to hear that it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And um, even if I had to tell you to say it, I yeah, still I didn't know what to, to say. It, you know? I knew you were really fragile at that moment. Really, I wouldn't say upset. That's not the right word. But you were very fragile mm-hmm. at that moment. And uh, you know, you basically told me, "I need you to tell me it's going to be all right." And and it is. Yeah. It, and. Not that I'm telling you that because you told me to tell you that, but the reality is it will be all right. Whatever the Lord does, he does well. He does wondrous things, always does wondrous things, and it will, it'll be all right. Everything's going to work out according to his will, his plan. And, uh, but that was, uh, a very frightening moment, but a moment in which I felt like I could comfort you yeah. in a way that you, you needed to be comforted. And uh, oftentimes I don't know what to say. And you've recognized this since, since you've got this diagnosis. I, I've, I've not known what to say. I've not known how to be. I've not known how. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't known how to connect with you and to seem like I'm helping you. Well, it's because, I mean, you're kind of in a, what they call a catch 22, I guess, because you, you've got to be hurting over it, but yet you've got to be strong for me in it. Right. And so, you know, I can imagine just not knowing exactly how to react or what to say or right. what to do or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. But, and the guys always want think they have to fix it, you know. I want to fix it. Think you got to right. do something when I'm telling him my woes or whatever. 
it's like you want to put on your work gloves and get to fixing it, mm-hmm. you know. But that's not necessarily what a lady needs you to do when she's bearing her heart to you. She just needs you to be there right. and be that strong man. That, and just listen. Yeah, and be that strong man that you're capable of being, you know. Yeah. Um, but that was on Thursday. Of course, Saturday night is always my study, that time, on whether it's Valentine's Day or whatever. So we went out for Valentine's Day on Friday, mm-hmm. which is Friday the 13th. But it was a really good time. We didn't have anything bad happen. No, no black cats. 13 no is a great number. So like despite what all the preachers say about the number 13, it's a really cool number. It's my number. So we went out and... uh we uh, tried to go to Red Lobster, and it was full up. And then went to Smoky Bones, which I'd never been to. And I had the best burger I've had in a long time. It was really good. We had a good meal there. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I I'd did rather too. go back. It was, um, I got a steak and some rice and broccoli. and I, It was good. Yeah. It was a really nice uh, steak. It wasn't too over seasoned or whatever you mm-hmm. know and it was really tender yeah that anyway. burger was something else i liked it and then from there the highlight uh, of our plans was the play we went to see a play now i like i like i like plays i like i like going to, i'd rather go see a i'd rather go see a play than i would a movie really i really enjoyed that but we went to see Little Women at the Colonnade in Catoosa County. And I was blown away by how good good it was, how much I enjoyed it. And uh, I, I just had a great time. And for it to be a musical of all things, was I don't necessarily like musicals. But I really enjoyed that play. It was a lot of fun. It was good. The lead actress, um, Hannah Hill, is one of our friend's daughter. Yeah. And um, her mom's on a journey fighting cancer right now. And um, just seeing her up there performing and knowing what's going on behind the scenes in her life, you know. Yeah. It was just absolutely beautiful to watch her perform. Yeah. Uh, all of the singing, all of all of the drama in it was yeah, it was really was good, really and good. I I enjoyed it. And then you know, for the lead actress to be someone we used to go to church with, and someone we know, and someone like you said is going through the a very similar journey as to what you're going through, it was really nice. Man, they were actually there, and during the intermission, we got a chance to talk to them, and you you talked to her. Yeah, I got to talk to her a little bit and ask her a few questions that I was just wanting to ask somebody that's been through it or whatever. And so yeah. I got to talk to her about about that. And so that was comforting. She She's had a rough, rough go because she does have that a, a plastic anemia. And um, so she's really had it hard that, you know, her treatments have been different. It's not like... You know, somebody that has healthy blood cells, right, right. you know, or whatever. Right. So, um, 
So I'll continue to pray for her and yeah. her family. And- Jeremy, her husband, um, was so kind in the way he tried to reach out to me and to prepare me for what, you know, what I'm, what we're going to embark on as I watch, you know, helpless from a distance or not as close as I can be to you, um, to watch you go through sickness and, and everything. And he was really kind and trying to encourage me, you know, sometimes it's not as bad as other times, you know, and people take chemo differently, you know, and so, uh, you know, it, but, uh, he was, you know, kind of preparing me, you know, for that. And I think I needed that. I really didn't know how to respond to it. I was, oh man, this is pretty heavy, you know, um, but it was helpful and, uh, I needed to, needed to hear that. But uh, I so enjoyed our date on Friday the 13th. Um, it was uh, a great Valentine's Day. You know, I think about last week. You could not have a more busy week than we had all week long. The meeting, you know, constantly running. Thursday, I had, we had Grayson's practice. We had uh, everything going on. And to be able to, after such a busy week, to be able to get some time alone with you just meant the world to me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I always breathe better around you anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, Saturday, that was kind of a, a busy morning, busy day. Yeah. Um, men's you prayer breakfast. Men's prayer breakfast and the, the men's meeting. And then right on the tail end of that was the ladies' meeting. And um, I guess it lasted, you know, one-something or right. something like that. And then y'all were gone to Grayson's basketball game. And uh, your parents and... Mom and Dad took the boys. Yeah, and my... Um, your mom my took Kaylin. Pops showed up at Grayson's game, too. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so it was nice. The boys got to get away Friday night and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Was, I know they enjoyed doing that. Getting ready for Sunday. You know, it's just been, like I said last week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We had a date Friday. Saturday was pretty much filled. Sunday, you know, is always a busy day. Tonight, we're doing this. I cooked a big old you meal. You cooked a huge on Sunday. meal Sunday. That was so good. And um Allison stayed in between services. That was nice. Garrett took Weston home so he could take a nap because mm-hmm. Weston doesn't nap other places besides his bed very well. Right. Unless he's in the car. But um so Allison stayed over, so that was good. They they did have pra- practice at Three thirty, so it's our a drama time team. was a little bit. Allison's really, really gotten into the drama team. I'm so proud of her, and she's doing well. Yeah, she's it. always wanted to, yeah, have that around. You know, be involved in one of those, and so I'm really, mm-hmm. really glad that the Lord's allowing that to happen. So, and uh, so yeah, and today has just been 
the kids were out of school anyway. Yeah. And it's been, um, uh, Evan was supposed to go to the dentist, but he called me, the dentist called me at like eight something this morning and I was like, um, I don't think we're going to be going in today. <laughs> and, um, uh, the impending forecast that fizzled out has scared everybody. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we never have to worry about it if they forecast it. It's when they don't tell us about it that yeah. it kills us. Yeah. But anyway. What was so we m- just kind of hung around? You know what was wonderful about last week? One of the things was uh, Evan telling us about his friend. Now, what had taken place back on the 7th of this month, our teens had their had their banquet their their Valentine's banquet get together thing, and one of Evan's friend's grandmother approached Evan to t- you know said saying hey you need to talk to my grandson about you know heaven about knowing the Lord because God's really dealing with his heart and so uh, and of course we had been talking to this young man you had been talking to Evan particularly about witnessing to his friend and uh I'd been talking to his friend some and and then one night while he and his buddy down at the gym goofing off um, Evan leads his friend to the Lord I mean basically uh basically you know reinforces the truth of the gospel and and in that moment, his friend believed and put his trust in the Lord. I cannot, I can't tell you what, what a sense of, of, uh, pride that was for, for, you know, for me that, that my son cared enough yeah. to talk about spiritual things with a friend and the friend, yeah. you know, put their trust in the Lord. Yeah. And I love that the grandmother asked him because, you know, I had, I don't know if you had told, suggested that Evan talk to him or not, but, you know, I'm telling Evan, you know, your life, you need to watch your life. There are people looking at you, you know, you have lost friends and they're watching your life. Right, right. To see if, if they need what you've got, you yeah. know, and if what you've got is real. And um, yeah. so you really need to watch your life around them and, you really need to look for an opportunity to, you know, to, to lead him to the Lord. And um, I told him that several times, and he never did, you know. But the grandmother approaching him, mm-hmm. you know, I think it really sealed the deal, you know. Yeah. He really needed to. It wasn't just that. mom and dad kind of constantly, you need to talk to your friends about the Lord. Here was someone else that approached Evan as one that is maybe perceived as a some sort of uh, of somewhat of a spiritual leader saying hey you need you need to talk to him and Evan responding to that someone else telling you know someone yeah. else saying that yeah. other than mom and dad i think it really made a difference also you remember when Evan come and told us about it he mentioned about being a spiritual parent or grandparent do you remember that as he walked yeah. away yeah you didn't make it Wednesday to the meeting. That was from R.C. Reynolds' message that he preached on what the Bible says about race. Of course, on Wednesday night, he ended our meeting talking about race and talking about race relations. And he basically broke it down that 
you know, race is dealt with in the gospel and race is dealt with in the Great Commission. But when he started talking about the Great Commission and our responsibility to reach others, he talked about, you know, he talked about you, uh, everyone, you know, with the goal of being a spiritual parent, meaning that you lead someone to be born into the kingdom of God. You lead them to the Lord Jesus and they are born in the family of God and to be a spiritual grandparent as well. That means that you lead someone to the Lord who in turn leads someone else to the Lord as, uh, as their savior. And so he mentioned that as he was walking away mm-hmm. and the impact, you didn't understand I mean, it. I didn't understand I knew exactly it. I, I was like, from he's the message. heard a message. Yeah. That's exactly it was from what I was Wednesday. Thinking. He has heard a message from, that the Lord has used in his heart. Uh, from Brother yeah. R.C. And I think that goes to show you, you cannot tell what, what young people and children ab- absorb in the regular attendance upon the worship and upon the preaching of God's word. That's right. And if you think you can give a silver bullet by taking them once a month to church or something, I, you know, that's not, it's not going to do it. It's, it has to be regularly under the preaching of God's word week after week. And lived at home. And lived at home as well. Mm-hmm. And with an emphasis on sharing the gospel, you know, yeah. at home. That we need to live out what we claim uh, on Sunday in our home, on, on Monday. Right. And uh, I praise the Lord for what he did in Evan's life to give him that boldness. And I hope I hope he does it again. And I, I think he sensed the, the the great honor, the wonder of being able to lead someone, you know, and and pray with someone to receive yeah. Christ, you know, and yeah, and to believe like on it. him. And uh, I hope he'll I hope he'll do that again. But um, another great thing that happened on Sunday, a little boy that Grayson used to go to school with, that he and his family. Um, actually join our church and are very faithful and very involved. Mm-hmm. Um, God's using them in, in our church and I, I praise the Lord for that. But I can remember Grayson inviting him to church, you yeah. know, to come, come visit our church, come, come to my church. Yeah. And he actually came. And then on Sunday, that boy had invited somebody that he knows to come to church with him. And he came. And he came. <laughs> it was great. It was great. He really enjoyed himself, too. He seemed like uh, he was yeah, really and participating. His, and Bryson wasn't even there. That's yeah, he was, that's he, was, funny. he was out of town. So, but, the, his, uh, so Bryson's friend came, and Bryson wasn't even there. So hopefully he'll come back. Yeah. But I just love it that our, our children want to serve the Lord. That You know, there's nothing more meaningful to a life you know to you've invested time and prayers and tears and you know all your nerves yeah and everything and then to see them actually serve the lord there's just nothing like that yeah it is just it's just precious 
And I know there's people that have invested in their lives, you know, their kids' lives and done everything biblically correct. And, as best that they can. And yeah. yet the child not choose to follow after the Lord. Yeah. And as, you know, as much as my heart swells, you know, with pride and gratitude and thankfulness, I can imagine the heart just grieving and hurting and sorrowing over a child that is not following the Lord. Yeah. Because we see what life the Lord wants for them, you know, the abundant life that mm-hmm. that Jesus came um to die that we might have and um you know it, it has to be torture to see your child Refuse living contrary yeah. to what Jesus died for. You yeah. know, and uh, that, and I don't, I'm not going to say that ain't you know that won't ever happen in our lives. But right now, no. praise the Lord, they are um, they're serving Him. Yeah, so. it keep you keep you on your knees right now, mm-hmm. and saying God more of it. Not mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've seen so many godly parents just you know suffer so much. Because their their children just refused to follow the Lord. And, you know, just as much, and here's the thing, just as much as a parent cannot take it upon themselves after they've done everything they can to see their child grow in the Lord, to serve the Lord, to become a follower of Jesus and live for Him in their adult life, just as that parent cannot take on themselves this guilt that my child has not become that. So we as parents, when our child has successes and has shows fruit, we can't thumb in our, you know, suspenders and say, by golly, I've done some good parenting. It's God's grace. grace. each case and it's it's God's it's God's grace it's you know it's the it's if a child does not follow him they're they're making their own decision and their will but the same is true if they do follow him mm-hmm. and uh, we may create the most inviting environment but it's still God's yes. grace working in their heart yeah. and that produces this kind of fruit yeah. And nothing that we could boast in at all, Mm-mm. at all in, no. in, in what takes place. And I don't want anybody listening to us to think we're, we're boasting in our son Evan. It is, it is something wonderful to say, but it is something that is all God and all divine, all, all his work, not mine. Right. And, uh, that was really, really wonderful to see this week. And, uh, because you know, Lord knows that. I've gotten parenting wrong a whole lot more than I've gotten it right. Yeah, me. Yeah, I understand so. that. Me too. <laughs> so it is. It's just God's grace that we do the best we can, and you know, yeah, pray for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, but pray that God makes us better parents. I can, you know, now that Allison has Weston, I'm like, you know, I've told her, I'm like. You know, just just do it better than I did. You know, just be a better mama than I was. Right. You know, be more patient. Be more kind. You know, 
Yeah. You know, you look back over it and some of the petty stuff that, you know, just get on my nerves and make me aggravated. I'm just like. Could have just let go of and. Why do I waste my time on that now? But I kind of look at Kaylin and I'm wondering if I need to get a little bit more strict with her. (laughs) She's getting. She's getting a little feisty right now. She is. The other day in the car. She said, let me go. That did not end well for her. You, she said that to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Yeah, bless her little heart. She thought she could get by with that. Yeah. But anyway, she got her Frosty taken away. and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. That scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Friday night. Friday night. The, the Frosty incident. The Frosty the frosty situation is beginning to get out of hand. That's my fault, I know. Uh, we went we went to the Bilo Sunday night to go get some milk and bread like most of the population of Chattanooga. <laughs> and we came out of the Bilo parking lot and I turned left to go back home and she started screaming and crying, oh, go the other way, go the other way, toward Wendy's to get a Frosty, Frosty. I want a chocolate Frosty. <laughs> oh, gosh. She has to put the chocolate in there because, you know, used to they didn't sell the vanilla ones. It was only right. chocolate. But, so now every time it's like, do you want chocolate or do you want vanilla? So chocolate. she makes sure she says chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, I kind of started that. I don't know. What it was that one night you brought home Frosties or something, and I had forgotten about mine. Mine was in the freezer. Oh, yeah. I couldn't sleep. So I just got up, and I was like, I remembered my Frosty, so I was like, oh, I got up out of the bed, you know. And so I'm just sitting there talking, eating my Frosty and talking to the Lord, you know, and everything. And I, I told the Lord, I was like, this could become a really bad habit. <laughs> a late night frosty talking to you. <laughs> so, but it hasn't been late night frosties. It's just been a whole lot of frosties. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. Frosties help. Frosty does help. Frosties help. That one today was really good. I wish I would have gotten a medium. <laughs> We should upsize that one. <laughs> it's like, can I bring my own cup? You just fill it up. Yeah. Bring one of those Route 44 cups from Sonic. Good grief. That's well, a frosty and a half right there. Well, I wouldn't have to go to Wheaties every day. <laughs> You'd have to put the other and in I the freezer. I like it after it's been frozen a little bit. It's got mm-hmm. the little ice crystals kind of. Mm-hmm. That's real good. So I guess as far as... You know, this journey we're on, it, I don't know, March 9th is the surgery. But yeah. until then, I, you know, I thought I was going to have to go in for more genetic testing, but they called me this morning and said, um, they have enough saliva that they can do the test that they need. So you don't have to come in and bring another you're, sample. You're full of spit. Bring another sample. You're, you're full of spit and vinegar, huh? I mean, you think you produce <laughs> a lot of spit to you. Actually, have try to, to fill up these little vials. Vial of like, it, yeah. Talking about, but they'll the do. So what are they doing the broader test for? Because they're really thinking my cancer is genetic. Because I, 
because I'm so young. I love right. saying that. I'm so young. <laughs> so, yeah, since I am under 40, and even though it's a few months under 40, I'm under 40, they think it's genetic. And so they're going to run different types of genetic testing because, mm-hmm. you know, it could put flags out for, you know, our family or whatever. Right. To Check get for, them screened efficiently yeah. and everything. Right. So, I mean, so other than that, you know, we're just kind of coasting into home, so to speak. Yeah. So, it's kind of in a holding pattern right now, yeah. being, like you said, being patient, you know, depending upon God's healing hand, his, his touch, his grace. It really is. Mm-hmm. I have to make it through. Through this, uh, this waiting, this waiting's killing me. Well, Evan's birthday is in like nine days, so he'll be fifteen. Yeah, I'll be fifteen. That means I'll that this February, that this Valentine's Day, it's been seventeen years since I proposed to you. That's right. <laughs> I remember you one. saying that last week, and I was like, "Oh yeah, seventeen years." <laughs> It's been the most wonderful 17 years of my life. Thank you, babe. Mine too. I love you so much. I love you too. I wish we were going to get back out of town. Be yeah, nice. it'd be nice. It would be nice. I don't know when that might happen, but anyway. That would be nice. I've been dying to go out of town. Yeah. I just want to go. I just want to go somewhere. Pack up and go to Bialenburg. Pack up and go. Well... What's the next appointment? So you don't have any more Mm-mm. appointments. You're just kind of waiting. Yeah. I will go to, I have to be at Erlanger at 830 on the 9th to get marked. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess Memorial will call me with the surgery time. And yeah. I have to go over to Memorial to actual to have the actual surgery. So, so that's still up in the air as far as right now. I don't know. Did they tell you how long you'd be in the hospital or how long? Uh, one night. One night? One night. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I praise the Lord for His goodness and uh, His grace that we've needed this week. And we'll need it even more as the night approaches. Yeah. I really don't know how people live without him live without the comforting presence of the Lord and how his power is given to us his understanding insight into his will and his purposes I I don't see how people live without him yeah I don't either and I hope that Anyone listening to us today that doesn't know the Lord as their Savior, they'd turn to Him. He died for their sins. He died for their rebellion against God. He paid the penalty of their sin on the cross so that He could impart eternal life to them that believe. You know, He's talking about it in Sunday school this past Sunday in Romans, you know, chapter 3, where it's the good news of the gospel. Man is guilty all through chapter 3. The Jew is guilty. The humanist is guilty. The the pagan is guilty. The, 
you know, everyone, the Gentile is guilty. Everybody's guilty. But in the latter part of chapter 3, God gave his son so that we could be justified and made like, and made, and made, uh, and be brought into his family through regeneration, through knowing him, through trusting him as Lord and Savior. And we hope that every person listening to this podcast would put their trust in the Lord Jesus, would have that friend that sticks closer than a brother, would have that comforter that will never leave, never forsake, that will be with them always. And so if you don't know him today, I pray that you would receive him. You know, I can just remember starting out this journey and the Lord just, this journey is not about you retaining earthly life, but others receiving eternal life. And that is through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Yeah, his death, burial and resurrection. And, you know, either way, even if I don't retain my earthly life, I have eternal life. Yeah. Yeah. Because Christ is my Savior. He defeated death. He has the he keys has of hell and death. death. He does. And there's no greater comfort in knowing that. You know, God forbid I not make it, you know, which a prognosis is really, really good. Yeah. But... You know, if it spreads like wildfire, you know, who knows what can happen between now and the ninth, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, if God could use my life to touch someone else's life, that they may come to know Christ and have eternal life, this journey is so worth it. So worth it. And one of the, one of the teenagers I was praying for when this journey started, he placed his faith and trust in the Lord. Yeah. Last week? Yeah. Two of them. Two teenagers. As a matter of fact, two of them I've been praying for. And I don't know if God has used my life, but during this process that was that was one of the the big objectives my, we want God to do yes, save these two teenagers yes that was what i was praying god you know save them whether it's my life impacting them or whatever save them that had been my heart cry and yeah they both got saved they both got saved that's wonderful it's amazing that's wonderful anyway let's pray and We'll bring this podcast to a, to an end. Dear Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for how you have revealed yourself time and time again. God, I thank you for the gospel. I thank you for the gospel that resides in the heart of those that believe and that desire to want to share that good news. God, if there are people listening to this podcast that have never shared their faith with someone else. God, may you embolden them. May you empower them to turn to the person next to them, to the cubicle away from them, to the 
to the bench not too far from them and that they would tell someone about the Lord Jesus. God, we pray for those that are listening that have never embraced you as Savior. And Lord, may they turn and trust you, the one who has died for them, the one who has been raised from the grave for them, the one that lives forevermore and is one day coming to this earth again. God, I pray they trust you before it's too late. It's appointed a man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. May they trust you today before they meet that appointment with judgment. Father, continue to bless our home, bless our bodies, strengthen my wife as she faces this sickness, strengthen me as I minister in this church and lead this family. God, I pray you would empower us. Give us, give us the supernatural ability to do what you've called us to do above and beyond. And Father, we'll give you glory for what you do in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Well, if you're listening, I want to invite you to our website for the love of us.com. There uh, you can find where you can subscribe to iTunes. And so now for the love of us is on iTunes. And so if you listen through iTunes, you can go over there and subscribe to the podcast. Also log in and leave a review. Every time you leave a review for this show on iTunes, it bumps it up in ratings to where other people can find this podcast. And so if you would help join us in our effort to use this podcast to see people saved, come to know the Lord Jesus. And so if you'll go to iTunes and log in, you can leave a review on iTunes and it'll put us in a in a, in a position to be found. Well, not found only in put us in a good position. I want to hear what this might be doing for somebody else in their life. It's if it's encouraging to Absolutely. them. If it's you know if it's something that I need to to um, reiterate. Is that a word? Yeah. And um, somebody told me this week that I needed to um, specify my cancer because it's a lot of people have taken it and um kind of blown it up more than it is but um it is invasive ductal carcinoma which is breast cancer uh-huh I'm not sure of the stage i am choosing to have a bilateral mastectomy mm-hmm so I don't have to go through this again. Right. If I get cancer, I want it to be somewhere else. You know, it's, right. it, it's not, you know, I just, I don't want to do this again. And so, um, and remember, and the doctor told us it takes it from 20% to 1%. 1%, yes. That's a no brainer. Right. To me, it is. And so anyway, so yeah, it's, it is just, it is just on the one side. The one tumor, it is basically, um, it's three, centimeters round mm-hmm. so and just kind of a golf ball yeah and so um that's that's what i've got going on right now yeah and, uh, and if someone wants to contact us directly you can go for the love of us.com there's a contact page on there and uh, just send us an email and we'll try to respond maybe you've got a question about cancer breast cancer maybe you've got a question about spiritual matters and that you'd like to 
ask us a question. Go by that, um, go by, go to for the love of us.com. And then there's a contact page right there in the, in the top. Click on that. There'll be a place where you can fill out information, send us an email. Also, we're not only on iTunes, we're on Stitcher as well. So if you've got a smartphone, you can download the Stitcher app for free and you can find our podcast there. It's free, easy listening. Uh, uh, on, on Stitcher. And so you can now find us there. Just search for, for the love of us and, uh, podcast and you'll be able to find it on Stitcher as well. So make sure uh, that you go by, get on our email list so we can send updates to you and, and let you know when new podcasts are available and, and maybe, uh, Maybe contact you for when different news arises and different things happen. And, uh, we'd love to be in touch, be able to be in touch with you and let you know what's going on. So make sure you stop by. Uh, this is our podcast for the love of us. I'm your, uh, host Ronnie Brown and, and wishing, uh, wishing you the best and that God would, uh, would walk with you as he is walking with us. And this is my wife Carrie and we're, signing off I guess until next week God bless you